Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? Well, hey there, Courier Nation. It is Friday. Friday is always a great day for nine to fivers because it's the beginning of the weekend. And Friday for me is a great day because it seems to be one of my most profitable days in doing deliveries. I hope your Friday is a great one. Courier Nation, this is episode 26 of our 31-day Courier MBA series, where we've been taking all sorts of business topics, even things like business plans and loss leaders and exit planning, and finding out that, hey, they actually do apply to what we do as couriers for Grubhub, Postmates, DoorDash, Uber Eats, and all of these others. What we are doing is encouraging you to master your business attitude, helping you to think like a business owner. Now, you can go to deliveronyourbusiness.com, which is our podcast page, or to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher if you want a little bit more of the power out of this series you can go back and do some binge listening. Today, we are continuing a section that we started on customer service. And uh, in the past so far, what we've looked at is customer service in relationship to the fact that these delivery companies are our actual customers. But today, I want to get into a little bit about customer service skills, how they can make a difference for you, especially when it comes to tipping. And a lot of this is going to apply, especially if you're doing deliveries for Postmates and Uber Eats, because those are the two out of the major platforms where the tipping is often done after the delivery is over with. And in that situation, that's where you can actually make some extra money on tipping Your customer service actually has more to do with how much you make than, let's say, some of the others. I know a lot of people don't like delivering on Postmates or Uber Eats, uh, mainly because the tipping doesn't come right away like it does on Grubhub or DoorDash. Personally, I kind of enjoy the challenge, and and especially more with Postmates. I've said this a number of times. I do a lot less deliveries on Uber Eats, but that has more to do with not knowing where the delivery is going, and it doesn't fit into my way of doing things as well. But I like the challenge. I like seeing the tips come in afterwards and feeling like, okay, I did something to make a difference in that. You know what I mean? One thing we want to do is kind of understand a little bit about how tipping works with these companies. See, the part that makes them different is that the tips do come later in the delivery process. Grubhub and DoorDash, you do tip when you place the order. And so really what you do doesn't impact the kind of tips that you will receive as much as they do on Uber Eats and Postmates. Now, Uber Eats did start at the beginning of the year. They did start offering the option to tip while placing the order. And so that has maybe changed a little bit, but they still give you the option to tip afterwards. And 
Uber Eats is the one platform that I know of where you can tip when you place the order, but you can go in, I think, up to an hour afterwards and edit your tip. So it still makes a big difference with them. I think your customer service is still very important with Grubhub and DoorDash, but it's really, it's more of a long game there. It's, you could almost say it's about defense if you want to use a sports analogy. And what I mean is when the customer tips ahead of time and there's no in-app option to tip after the fact, your service won't affect your immediate tip. But if your customer service is so poor that they regret that tip, they're less likely to tip the next time down. And if enough drivers just provide that horrible customer service there, you will see those platforms become less and less lucrative. But folks, if you do a lot of deliveries for Uber Eats or Postmates, I really, really recommend that you order food from them if you've never done that before. And it doesn't matter whether or not you normally do deliveries and maybe you're just that good, you know, that you realize it's not worth the money to have food delivered. But I would say that at least once for whatever platforms you work on, you want to place an order. And the main reason is so that you know what it's like, you know what that customer process is like. And ultimately what it does is it helps you help the customer. What I mean is when you know how the tipping works, that helps you think through the uh, through the uh, eyes, the uh, the experience of the customer. You can tell them because sometimes you will get asked, "How do I place a tip? Can I tip in the app?" And when you have done it, when you've when you've ordered yourself, you know what to explain to them. And so I would say that that experience is worth that investment of at least doing an order yourself and seeing it from the customer's eyes. I want to talk about a few things that you can do to improve your tips, especially when you're delivering on one of these platforms where they tip after the fact. And sometimes it applies with Grubhub or DoorDash. Uh, you've got DoorDash. People are starting to tip a little bit more in cash afterwards uh, because of all the controversy around their pay model. Every once in a while in Grubhub, I get one where there is a zero tip listed and then it'll say in the comments, we'll tip in cash. And I treat that just the way as I do with Postmates or Uber Eats. Here's the main thing, though. You've got to remember the things that the customer cares about, because it's when you do what the customer cares about that you increase your chances of getting a tip. And I think there's two things that are especially important, that it gets to them quickly and it gets to them in good condition. In other words, they want to be able to eat the food. They want to be able to enjoy the food. And usually if they've placed the order by the time it gets there, they're just hungry, you know, and you don't want to make that an experience where they're hangry instead, you know. So there are some things that you can do before, during, and maybe even after the drop-off that can help increase your chances of getting a good tip on these platforms. Now, I try to take these things at heart with all of the platforms. To me, it is just something that's part of the commitment that I'm making when I say I'm going to do this delivery, I'm going to do my best. But I've got to admit, I'm sure that there are times where I feel like I might step up my game a little bit more when I'm doing one of these platforms. So let's start with what you do at the restaurant, because what you do at the restaurant, even though you're not there in front of the customer, it can still make or break the tip that you receive. 
what you do makes a huge difference there because remember that your customer wants the food quickly and in good condition and you can make a huge difference on both of those even while they're not even seeing what you're doing. And the first part is get in and get out quickly. I really recommend that you go to episode 13 in this series because in episode 13, we get into that in a bit more detail as far as the things that you can do. But the better that you can do at getting out of the restaurant as quickly as possible, the better your chances of increasing your customer satisfaction and increasing their happiness, the fact that they got their food quickly. Sometimes you don't have any control over the situation. Sometimes there's going to be a longer wait than expected. You can't do anything about that. But what you can do is you can give the customer a heads up wherever you've got that contact information to do that. And I find that usually they don't mind the longer wait as long as they know well enough ahead of time that it is going to take a little bit longer. And especially if they know that you're on their side, you know, that you're doing whatever you can to get it to them as quickly as possible. And and a lot of times too, they feel like, okay, but you know what, if, if the driver is right there and they're waiting for the food, they know it's going to be fresh when it comes out, get to them fresher. More often than not, they're okay with that as long as you're communicating with them. So I'll usually send them a text that just says something like, hey, this is Ron with such and such a company. I'm just giving you a heads up that I'm at the restaurant waiting for your food. I'll let you know when it's out and, uh, and then I'll get it to you as soon as possible. And then I will send them a text then if I've done that, just saying, hey, the food just came out. I am on my way. And usually that's about it. You know, you don't want to overdo the communication. You don't want to pester them. But if you're being courteous, giving them a heads up, I think that makes a huge difference. The other thing at the restaurant that you want to do is you want to secure the food. You want to make sure that it has its best chance possible getting to the customer. You want to get it to the customer in fantastic condition. I'll find myself sometimes I'm going to rearrange the items as they, you know, sometimes they do a, the restaurant will do a sloppy job of packaging or putting it in the bag. So I'll kind of rearrange it a little bit just to make sure that it's able to hold up a little better because I don't want, I don't want food to tip over inside the bag. I don't want there to be spills, anything like that. I'll keep some uh, plastic wrap with me so that I can secure some items to make sure that a lid's not going to pop off if I'm worried about that. And, uh, you know, I would rather lose the 40 cents worth of time, and you can go to episode nine to find out a little bit more about the 40 cent rule, but I would rather lose that 40 cents of time by just doing a quick little bit of work on that than to lose the chance of getting the tip. Now, I know that there are a lot of drivers out there that would scoff at this idea. They're going to say, that's not your job. Well, I'm going to tell you bullcrap. Your job is to make a profit. It doesn't matter whether or not that's in your job description to do all these things. Your job is to make a profit. And you could let this go on principle, and that's fine, but you could lose money in the tips because you didn't care. You didn't give a crap about the way the food came across. Or you can sit there and you can go back to the restaurant and you can say, hey, this is your job. Do it right and yeah, you could have them do that, but I'll tell you what, you could lose five, 10 minutes and I would rather do it myself, whether or not it's my job to do it, than to lose time waiting for them to redo it, you know, all, all because of principle. The main thing is it's all about making a profit, okay? Finally, the other thing that I would do is you want to make sure that you've got the food protected by using a bag or your cooler or both. 
Use the freaking bag, people. One, it gets you in and out of the restaurant more quickly. Uh, you know, and that, that again goes back to the episode 13. But what it does, too, is it does make a difference in keeping the food warm. And that's especially necessary if the trip to the customer is longer than a few minutes or if it's cooler outside or whatever. You just want to make sure that you've got that protected. And, you know, along with that, I would really recommend you get a cooler. Uh, I carry a cooler with me. Get those reusable ice packs because you can just stick them in the freezer overnight and you toss that in the cooler. It's a great place for keeping the cold stuff and... uh you know, if you're doing ice cream, if you're doing drinks, you just have a lot better chance of that stuff arriving at the customer in good condition. It's worth it, folks. It really is. Now, the next part of the whole equation is it's what you're doing on the way to the customer after you've picked up the food that also makes a big difference in the kinds of tips that you can get. Communicate. Get there quickly and communicate. Here's the thing is the customers can track you. And I'll tell you this, the hungrier they are, the more likely they are to do exactly that. I've had times where I've ordered food and it's getting time and I'm, I'm pulling up the app to see where they're at. They want their food. And my experience seems to be that, you know, I've never measured this for sure, but it seems like with Postmates and Uber Eats that the customers are more likely to be out there waiting for you when you get there than they are on the other apps. So, the, the whole point in this is avoid the unnecessary stops, you know. This is not the time to stop and get gas on the way. This is not the time to stop and get a drink at the convenience store or any of that kind of stuff. You want to be getting to the customer as quickly as you possibly can get there. And the other thing I would say is communicate, but don't overdo it. Like I had mentioned earlier, if the food was going to be late, I let them know. I am not one of those people that says, you know, you tell them every step of the way what you're doing, because honestly, I think more often than not, that can get irritating. But what I will do is I'll say, hey, you know, as soon as I've got the food, I'm on my way. Hey, this is Ron with such and such. I'm just letting you know that your food just came out and I'm on my way. I'll get it to you as quick as possible. Now, here's the thing is you've made a promise, and so you've got to do everything you can to deliver on that promise, and no pun intended, or maybe it was sort of intended, I don't know. If you've got voice-enabled texting, this is huge, because, you know, learn how to use it, because it really does. It's kind of like, you know, I'll push on the thing, I'll push on the button for sending a text, and then I'll hit the microphone, and I'll just speak the text, and it makes it so much easier and safer. And uh, if you don't have that, then try and learn how to set up the templates, in your texting or something so that you can just choose something. And that way, right before you get started, you pull that up, you tap on the template, you send it, and then you're on your way. Do not text and drive. I, I don't have to tell you that. Now, it can be trickier if you've got multiple orders. And uh, with some of the platforms, sometimes you don't have access to the customer to give them a heads up. But if you do have access, this is another note that I'm going to do, or this is the other thing that I'll do, that maybe instead of the message that I just mentioned, what I'm going to say is, hey, I've got your food, I'm on my way, but just a heads up, they do have me making one drop off along the way, but I will make sure to get that done as quickly as possible so it doesn't delay your order. Now, if they're tracking you, and they see you going a different direction. Sometimes they know that you've got multiple orders and sometimes they don't. And that's why this is a good idea because it just, what it does is it heads off that 
looking at it and thinking, you know, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. We actually got a restaurant here by that name. I love it. I love it. But, you know, what is this guy doing? He's going the wrong direction. And sometimes they don't know that you've got multiple orders. So if you can give them a heads up, that kind of prevents that frustration from starting to build with the customer if they're watching where you're going. So, okay, you have picked up the food. You have headed the direction and now you're arriving. And this is where, like in business, they say it's all about the presentation, baby. Because here's the deal. Most transactions, when you're handing off the food, it's like a couple of seconds. You know, they open the door, grab the food. Thank you. Goodbye. Folks, the customer's hungry. They want to get to their food. So don't try and draw out or lengthen that interaction with the customer. It's not going to actually help them. Or, or help your chances of getting a tip and it has a better chance of irritating the customer. So don't worry about trying to find the things to say or anything like that. Just, you know, let that be the quick transaction that it is. The customer is actually more often than not going to be much happier with that. But here's the deal on that. You've only got a few seconds to make an impression. Okay. So here are some things that you, I, I want you to think about when you get to the customer. The first thing is when you get there, uh, if, if it's anywhere where they can see you when you arrive, if there's any chance of that, you want to get, you know, pull right up, grab the food, jump right out, get up there. Because if they see you hustling, that tells them that you care about what they care about. Look good. Seriously. Now, I see people all the time where they're picking up at restaurants and I look at them and it's like, there's no way I want them touching my food. Because, you know, they, they're sloppy or they're not very clean or any of that stuff. And it's like, no, you are not touching my food, fella. You know what I mean? And you do not want to be that person. But the other side of it is that it's that impression that they get from how you look that sends a signal to them about how well you're taking care of your food. When you look good, they see that you are taking this seriously, that you care about what you're doing, and they feel more confident about you've cared for their food as well. And that, that kind of thing is very important to them. Bring the bag and the cooler, if you used a cooler, to the door. Don't pull the food out of your bag and your cooler in the car and take it up. Bring those things to the door, even if it takes a few seconds, because those few extra seconds, now I know I'm all about time is money and the 40 cent rule, but those few extra seconds are actually worth it because what they see is they see that you've been taking care of the food. When you demonstrate that you're pulling the food out of a hot bag, when you demonstrate that you've got the drinks and you got the cold stuff in a cooler and that you actually had that with them, it actually makes a difference. It shows them that you're getting the food to them the way they want the food brought to them. And then at that point, I say thank them quickly and leave. Don't ask for a tip. Whatever you do, do not ask for a tip. Do not do anything that actually lengthens that transaction time because more often than not, the customer doesn't want a longer transaction time. But do not ask for a tip. I think that works against you more than it helps you. Now, I want to add a few extra quick thoughts about appearance because I think it really, really makes a huge difference. When you look professional, you've got a few seconds to make an impression. And if you look like crap, that impression is right there right away. 
and you have a much lower chance of getting a tip. This is their food you're talking about. You do not want to turn the customer's stomach by the way you look. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Now, the question is, do you need to wear the uniform? I've got a link to, I'll put a link in the show notes for the article that I put up on this about wearing a uniform. Now, I will say that a shirt with the company logo is probably better than what I see on most drivers. But personally, I'll never wear the logo of Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, any of them uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, One, they're not my employers. Two, they haven't earned the right for that logo. And uh, three, it can create confusion because I will pick up deliveries for other companies while I'm out there if it's slow and different things like that. So I don't want to create that confusion. But now that I've said that, I do wear a uniform myself, but it's one that I've created for myself. I wear good slacks. I wear a red dress shirt and I'll usually wear a fedora and uh, sometimes even a bow tie to go with it. I've chosen those things for reasons. It's not just to throw something together. The good slacks and a decent looking shirt, they indicate that I'm a professional. They indicate that I care about what I'm doing. And in the customer's mind, that indicates that I care about their food. Red has been proven in a lot of different studies that when people wear red, they have a higher likelihood of getting tips. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's just that the you know red is a confidence color or something, but it really it's been shown to make a difference. The hat and the tie, those are just things that they're kind of the standout things. Uh, studies have shown that when you have something that makes you stand out, uh, for women, it might be like a flower in their hair or something like that. It's just something that's just a little bit different. It kind of stands out just enough. And in just a few seconds of interaction, that little standout type of thing, it makes you, you know, a little more memorable. And uh, they say that it actually makes a difference. Uh, there are places that have, they've studied all sorts of different things like that. So that kind of thing makes a little bit of a difference. The bottom line is people feel better about their food, about their delivery, when it looks like you give a crap about what you're doing. And if it looks like you give a crap about what you're doing, then they have a better chance of feeling like you gave a crap about their food as well and that you actually did your best to get it to them. And that kind of thing ends up equating in a better chance at getting a tip. Now, there's a few extra things that I want to throw out there. These are kind of more like other ideas that you can think about, and it's really up to you whether or not you want to try them. Here's one thing that I found works for me a lot of times on Uber Eats. It doesn't seem to make as much of a difference in Postmates. Um, And I think maybe that's because there's still more of a culture of not tipping on Uber Eats than there is in the others. But what I will do is I will leave a card. I've got a little card that I printed up. It was 10 bucks to print up 500 of them. And, And it more than paid for itself, I believe. And that little card is just very simple. It says, Thank you for your delivery order. I really appreciate it. If I've done a good job, could you let me know by going into the app and rating my performance? That's it. And uh, now some people will do this with a text instead. Um, I'm I'm kind of one of those that you know, like I said, you want to communicate, but you don't over want to overdo it. But you know what what this does is 
and and I think the reason that it's worked on Uber Eats is that once people get the food, they're not thinking about tipping. I don't think Uber Eats does it as much in reminding them to tip after the fact as Postmates does. But what this does is this gets them into the app. And then when they go and do the rating in the app, it asks them to tip. So what I'm doing is I am just directing them somewhere else that is going to ask them to tip without actually asking them to tip myself. I found that that could be pretty effective. You know, here's a couple of other ideas, uh, some that I've seen that I think they might work at times. You kind of have to determine. I think you want to be careful on some of these kinds of tips because maybe you can go too far. And, uh, you know, one thing that I do do that I feel like works really well is I carry dog treats with me. And so, you know, when I get to the door and uh, the customer's got a dog and especially, you know, really friendly dog or something, and then I'm going to say, hey, can your dog have a treat? And it's just that, you know, it's a nice little extra touch. I'm a bit of a dog lover anyway, so that that kind of thing, you know. I've done this a few times with Uber Eats, and I think it's worked. I haven't done it enough or measured it to see if it's any different when I don't do it. But I've done this where I'll get like these little... uh you know, small little gift bags, you know, just enough to put some uh, Andy's mints into it. And so I'll give them a couple, three mints and uh, I'll have that little card that I had. And I give, you know, I just uh, include that with their food when I'm handing it off. And, uh, you know, just kind of a, a dinner mint with their food. That's a nice little extra trip tip. Um, I will sometimes carry some extra silverware and uh, some nice napkins with me or something like that, just in case if stuff wasn't included and if it's going to be a hassle to get it from the restaurant, I'd rather just grab the stuff myself and uh, it just it saves a few seconds. So just some little things like that that sometimes can help out. It's it's just enough to add a little bit to the experience. Um, and, and honestly, I kind of gave up on the mints uh, back when it was getting hot last summer and never really picked it up again, you know, because I figured that uh, mushy, gross mints are probably worse for you than nothing at all, right? On really hot days, I've sometimes brought water bottles with me and I keep those in a cooler. And I think sometimes on those really hot days, it has made a difference. I don't know for sure. Um... Ultimately, that was just so much of a hassle that I just never followed through with it. So those are a couple of things. You know, the the bottom line, though, here is the things that matter to the customer the most are the things that are going to be more likely to get you a tip. And those things are getting the food to them quickly and getting it to them in good condition. I think the reason that appearance matters is that it creates that impression that you are doing whatever you can to get the food to them in good condition. If you're demonstrating that you're a professional, if you're demonstrating that you give a crap about what you're doing, you're demonstrating to them then that you give a crap about their food and you give a crap about them, and that makes a difference. Now, with some of those last tips, like I said, you know, I I thought about whether or not to even include that in here. I'll go ahead and leave them because they're things you can experiment, and I'd love to hear any ideas that anybody has with that, you know, if it's working, if it's not working. But I caution you on those types of things. And maybe this is the reason that asking for a tip really doesn't work either. Because if you give the appearance that the tip is too important to you, what you're doing is you're communicating then that the tip is more important to you 
than taking care of the things that they care about. Don't make yourself look desperate. Don't make yourself look like you're trying too hard. And I think that's that's the kind of thing, that's why I've been hesitant about some of these other day ideas, that sometimes if you're trying too hard, that can work against you there. So there's kind of a fine line, and that's up to you to try and figure out that line. But the main thing is, if you're getting the food to the customer in the way they want it, and as quickly as they want it, you have a better chance of getting better tips from the customer. So that kind of wraps things up for today. Tomorrow is our last day on the customer service topic, and it's going to be a little bit different because we're going to talk about, is there a time when it's time to fire the customer? Courier Nation, I want to thank you for tuning in and for joining us today. I invite you to come on over to our website at entrecourier.com. You can go to deliveronyourbusiness.com and that takes you to the podcast page. You can go through all of our previous posts and different things like that. You can look us up on Twitter, Facebook, even on LinkedIn. Just go to those platforms and search for Entree Courier. You can look for our podcast and all of the main podcast channels, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Folks, as I always do, I save this part for the end, mainly because I don't like to ask this question unless I've earned the right to ask it. And I'm hoping that if I've provided some good and helpful information, that that's the kind of thing that earns the right to ask this question. Can you spread the word, please? Can you tell people about us? If you know other drivers that could benefit from the information we're providing, could you let them know? If you could share us on social media, if you could leave a review at iTunes, those kinds of things help us get found. And the more people that we can find, the more people that we can help become a little more successful with their business. The last thing that I ask you is please go out there, take control of your business, go and be the boss. Oh, 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 oh,